Good morning, this is an end time podcast, you are listening to the writing on the wall, I'm your host Tay Today we got a touching topic, yeah, you know, it's it's been uh, bottoming all morning But um, it's about not having confidence in yourself and trusting in the Lord Which is real, we all know Jesus Christ said deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow him we all notice he say that, you know, you put your hands to the plow, you look black, you look back, you ain't fit to, uh, for the kingdom. You know, and I was listening to Edda, well, he's pastor now, Pastor G. Craig Lewis. And, you know, and I was just getting a little down, you know, because one of the things I struggle with, you know, it goes back to my childhood is I just have no confidence in myself. Like, you know, which comes with, if you know about ministry versus ministry, if you went to that podcast, you know, I'll talk about, you know, courage and all those things. But, you know, those things, I'm not boasting like I just have courage. It's the fact that I, I truly is a fearful person. You know, I fear so much, you know, like especially my whole life. And it took me, I was a very grown, grown man, you know, to to press through the, my fears, you know, you know, and, and try to serve Jesus and do the things he want me to do. But, you know, it's, it's just one of those things I struggle with. And amongst those things is confidence in myself. I lack confidence. I lack complete confidence. And most people be like, I can't tell. Like, I lack all the confidence in the world. I mean, I had everything kind of like against me you know for me even to even have the confidence to press through most situations you know just my circumstances I mean it's like when I look at myself and I'm explaining to you and then I'm kind of explaining to go into more about trusting the Lord how that helped me out but you know even with my birth man you know coming out the womb you know being born you know, four and a half months early in the second trimester, you know, with all the complications and everything I had to go through, you know, just for the, the physical, you know, parts of who I am today, you know, from what happened. I mean, not having baby pictures, you know, or can't be found, or who knows what all that. And just the fact that, you know, I knew that something was wrong with me, you know, or rejection from my father, my biological father, you know, and just the things throughout my life, you know, just. It's a, it just affected my confidence, not only as a man, but when I was as a teenager, as a child, which made me do so much things. You know, even when I found Jesus, I never understood why he would choose somebody who lacked so much confidence in himself, who who just don't believe in himself. I mean, even, you know, it's like when I played basketball, how I was very good when I practiced, you know, but when I remember one time it was one game for the championship and I was I was the number one, you know, punk guard. I was the guy. I was the guy the coach, you know, depended on. And it got to like one possession and he looked at me and he was like, I need you to go. I need you to do your thing. I'm counting on you. And when he said that, I just felt so much pressure. And I went out there and I fumbled, man. I'm talking about basketball. I literally I don't, I don't know if I, I made a turnover. I forgot what happened, but I let my coach down and we lost the game. And I felt so bad about myself, you know, just everything, you know. 
even when I got into ministry, you know, I just I just lacked that confidence in everything. I mean, and it it just made me that type of person. It's like you know, it's I just never trusted myself at all with nothing. I didn't trust my flesh. I didn't trust me. I didn't trust my capabilities. I just didn't trust nothing. And I always prayed. That's why, it's, you know, I always had faith because it's like I had no confidence in myself. I didn't believe in myself like I had to believe in Jesus. You know, I just, it, it, I had no other choice. Either I'm not going to do it or, 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 but I mean, I found Jesus and Jesus, you know, he showed me himself in so many ways. It's like, it's so easy for me to just deny myself. You know, and follow Jesus or have faith in him because I had no confidence in myself. I haven't throughout my whole life. I've proven to myself that I'm I'm not capable of doing nothing, man. Like I failed at everything. I failed at TSU. I failed in a, a game for the championship. You know, I failed when I played football. Like I, I failed in schools. I'm talking about like high school. Like I got kicked out of high school my senior year, man. You know, I failed. Somebody looked at me and told me like what you doing to your mother, like, it's terrible. <laughs> I'm like, dang. You know, I was a failure my whole life. That's why I felt like that way. You know, so it's easy for me to deny myself and pick up my cross and follow Jesus because I don't, I didn't like myself. And I ain't saying that like suicidal or nothing. I'm just saying I really genuinely didn't like myself or comfort myself. And so it's made me a lot easier to follow Christ. And, I, and I, when I listen to many people's stories, it's like one of the hardest things for most people to do is is to deny themselves. You know, of course, I still have you know struggles and things. So it's like you know, not not no one is perfect. You know, you know, I still gotta die to certain areas in my life. You know, I I still act like a little zombie here and there who get up. You know, I have seasons where I'm just completely just falling. You know, but you know, I, I'm man. You know, I'm still leaning on Christ, but it's about trusting in the Lord. Is that one? It's very hard for many people, even Christians I know, to trust in the Lord, you know. But the thing about it for me was, is, you know, I didn't have no one to really believe in me, really, you know, because I didn't believe in myself, you know, and, and it messed up my personal relationship with Christ because some days where it's like the word of God says this, but it's very hard for me to kind of like look at myself like God look at myself. You know, because what I see, you know, like I was saying, with confidence growing up just in every area, man, it just, I just, I just saw a failure. I saw someone who doesn't mean nothing. I saw someone who not liked. I saw someone who was outcast. I saw someone who was the black sheet of his siblings. I saw someone who just didn't have the intelligence, you know, because my mom would tell you that I was smart. But, you know, even my wife tell me all the time, she hate when I say this, but, I mean, I always, I had issues in school. Like, I wasn't smart, man. You know? I just I just didn't have it, man. The book smarts. And it affected me, you know, my, my, my self-esteem, even all the way up to to now. It just, I just always had the issue while I, I wasn't smart like everyone else, you know? Especially when it comes to math and science and all those school stuff. I always failed. And I had to cheat. <laughs> I had to cheat my butt off, man. I, that's how I graduated, you know, high school. That's how I graduated college. I had to pay somebody, man, to help me with my mouth. Like, look, I just couldn't get it, man. And I just felt so bad. 
Oh, I ain't felt bad about paying them. I just felt bad that I didn't know it. You know, but, you know, I just lack the complete confidence. And I know there's many believers out here, but, like, you know, they, they probably don't probably get it, what I'm saying. But, you know, and I found out that that lack is exactly what Jesus loved because there's a need for him to come in. And I know many people, probably even people who know me, but, like, I can't believe Tate said that. I would never know when this guy just have the probably lowest self-esteem, the lowest confidence in himself. I mean, yeah. You know, it just many people seen Jesus and and I have I'm here to testify that Jesus, I mean, he he came in my life and he gave me such confidence and ultimately it was really him, but he helped me through so much, even do so much, man. I'm talking about to people think that I'm an awesome man of God, that I done some mighty things in the Lord and some even, you know, building a, that whole, uh, you know, college ministry, MSC, starting from the ground. Now I'm talking about making that thing blow up. I'm like, that wasn't me, man. I don't, I don't take any credit from that. You know, that was all Jesus, man. Because I was scared most of the time. I was hurt most of the time. You know, I just wanted to do God's will. And it was real, man. But... Today podcast, you know, I'm just sharing that, you know, trusting the Lord was a lot more easier for me, but it might be very hard for you. To some people out here, it might be a lot more easier because it's like you seen what happened when it, when it comes to you trusting yourself because I have no confidence in my flesh. I have zero confidence in my flesh and we all have flesh sometimes, you know, we all, you know. Some go to the cross, some get on the cross, some die a little longer, some straining the fifth hour, sixth hour, ninth hour. I mean, some people just right there to the very end of completely just death on the cross. You know, some not, you know. But I'm just want to just encourage someone right now who's just lacked the confidence is that Jesus can give you something so special. And it's like when he came and start showing up in my life in certain situations, you know, and I saw the execution on his part, it just made me so much better, man. And I used to be a little prideful to then I realized how much <laughs> I don't have it together. I didn't do it. Because it was very easy for me to understand within myself that it wasn't me. Like, I'm not that guy who just sit back and try to take Jesus' glory. I just, I just never was. Because I knew I knew what I was capable of doing. And I knew when Jesus started taking over, I realized, like, oh, this is all him because I can't do this whatsoever. But it's very important for us to deny ourselves, you know. Because, you know, when it's easy just to take over, take God's glory, you know. It's just easy to take God's glory. You know, sometimes this works in the opposite way. Maybe Maybe when you don't have confidence... In yourself, or you have low self-esteem, and God come through, and His He brings situations to for you know to to pass, or He do something mighty, and you you know mistaken for you doing it because He using your vessel, and people are congratulating you, and you just get prideful. I mean, hey, but for me, it just worked totally opposite, you know. But I hate when myself come up though, you know. I, I hate myself in the point of me, my flesh, and me getting in God's way, you know. You know, I hate the flesh. 
I really hate my flesh, man. You know, my, my flesh is so disgusting and wicked. Like, I hate it, man. I cannot stand it. It, it, don't, it makes me so disgusting. It makes me not approachable. It makes me not want to look at myself in the mirror. It makes, it just, it's so nasty, man. And it's like dying to that, killing that daily, man. You know, because in the end of the day, we all have struggles. No man has a rap. No man, every man still need Jesus, you know. So whatever your struggle is, or this sexual immorality, you know, within sexual immorality, you got, you know, fornication, you know, oh, oh, or many kinds, you know, you know, pornography, you know, you got, you know, homosexuality, you know, with, you know, all types of lust there or whatever, where you a liar, cheater, whatever you, you know, I mean, you, you the list goes on, whatever your struggle is, you know, because there's many things within men that's, our flesh is just, oh my goodness, you know, or struggles, whatever, man, but as a Christian, you got to understand that in this walk, you know, you, you got to face that person, and you got to kill him or her, because if you don't, your flesh is going to take over. Your flesh is going to make you, it's going to seem like it's you, which is, you know, to theory is you because it's your flesh. But it's going to put you in situations where you're going to regret. It's going to put you in situations where it's going to be hard for you to forgive yourself or forgive others. It's going to put you in some bad situations that you got to take that man and, and, and beat it to the ground. It's going to hurt many people. It's going to hurt yourself. It's going to, because reality is, as you get closer and deeper in this walk, the more of your flesh comes out, the more it don't die, the more you do certain things, it's going to really discourage you in this walk with trying to find Jesus. It's going to make, it's going to make you think that Jesus don't like you anymore. It's going to make you think that Jesus don't want you anymore because you call, call, so-called call yourself a Christian and you feel hypocritical. I mean, the things that we've done in the flesh as believers, man, and say, for instance, you do a, you know, situation and it has consequences and and it, and it affect many people, and many people are pointing at you, or many people are outcast you, and many people are making you look at yourself, or it seems like every time you walk out the house, you got a thousand eyes looking dead at you, and you got a thousand hands pointing right at you, man. And then you can literally walk outside, you don't see nobody, but you can feel like the whole world is against you. I mean, your flesh. And I'm talking to believers, I ain't talking to worldly people who just live in the flesh and, and, I, and don't have no conscience. Just you just you just wicked as hell. But I'm talking to real believers who try their best to serve Jesus and follow Jesus and you know do all you know, try to just I mean, just trying to make it. But you're your flesh, you know. And I'm here with you, man. You know, I heard a story of someone you know, and and it, and it kills me because, you know, one thing about the enemy done is he make our sins like classes, you know. It's like there's certain sins that's acceptable to men than certain sins that's not. Like someone will uh, be more acceptable to a liar and someone that's prideful than someone who's a fornicator or a homosexual or adulteress, you know. Because it's like if you look at like the woman in the Bible who was caught in the middle of adultery, the woman 
you know, back during that time, you know, the Pharisees and Sadducees and the scribes, you know, they all categorized that sin just like we categorize sins today to the point where they drug the woman out on the road ready to kill her and stone her. But what was the man, you know? The woman was caught in adultery. It's because she was a woman, you know? Because women was thought of lowly back then, like, you know? But what was the man? You know, it's like it's the fact that a woman committed adultery, you know? And... Of course, Jesus, like, he went out sin, cast the first stone. And then, you know, it's like everybody dropped their stone because we all sin. But, the, you know, that's just the reality of America, this world. It's like, it don't matter how you feel. That just, that's man. Man is going to categorize your sin. Man is going to put your sin in a box. And some boxes are bigger. Some boxes are smaller. And depending on what you have done is depending on how far you get outcast. Depend on you know, and man's gonna make you feel you know your sin, and and that's where it's like having confidence in Christ, you know, putting your trust in Him. Because if you don't put your trust in Jesus, you know, especially when you you know you make mistakes and men just kick you up and down the street. I mean, you, you gonna mess around and hurt yourself because the person you really mad at, the person you really hate, is yourself. It's you know, and it's your flesh, you know. And it sucks, you know, because you, you always hear people say you're not your, you know, your choices or your decisions. Well, to a degree you are, you know. But that's, that's it comes with the territory. Like Paul says, certain things, it's things that I want to do, I don't. Certain things I don't want to do, I do. It's just, that's just to let you know that when Adam and Eve sinned, man, in the garden, it messed up everything, you know. And that's one of the things I I talk to Jesus about, you know, when it comes to, you know, the flesh and me, is that it just sucked, man. It just really sucked that I have sin. I have iniquity tied to my DNA. It's 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 this cancer that just took over my life that affect me as a husband, as a father, as a friend, as a brethren, as a child of God. And it's like I can't. Get away from it. But in, in the spirit, you know, overall, Jesus died for my sins, which I'm thankful, you know, for my eternity. You know, and I'm and I'm thankful that God, that's, you know, his, the day-to-day walk that, you know, his grace and mercy, which I don't like using grace. But he helped me, you know, through so much. But the thing about sin is like, you know, you know, there's, you know, I haven't, I'm not whole yet. And it bothers me daily because I'd be like, Jesus, it will, I would love to be whole, but I'm not. You know, you help me overcome certain stuff and certain stuff, you know, I'm probably a little more stubborn in or certain stuff I'm not as openly, you know, willing to want to die to. But it's like sin. I just hate it, man. I hate waking up every day knowing that I'm not whole. You know. Of course, you know, when I, you know, when. I will be ready when Jesus come back to get me. You know, I, he ain't gonna leave me hanging like that. But it's like, today I'm not whole. Today I have flesh. Today my flesh hurts me. It hurts. And it's like to die to it, to kill it, man. That's a task. It ain't easy. Depending on how deep you are in it. Depending on how much it consumes you in certain areas. Depends on if your identity is tied to that. That part of the flesh. You know, depending on how many handcuffs you get when you're in the flesh in certain areas. It depends on how many people deceive that your flesh is, quote unquote, a gifting or something that is, you know, 
of light, but it's truly just darkness, depending on how many people see it as light. You know, because, you know, man, I had to see you. Some, some stuff in the, we be in the flesh and people just attract to, you know, and they thinking, you know, that's just, you know, the light or whatever, man, that's just pure darkness and only we know it. But, you know, it depends on how, you know, your rejection is or whatever, acceptance issues you have or whatever. I mean, we pray for that. But, I mean, it's just so deceptive, man. And, and you still got to trust in the Lord. You still got to. <laughs> You know, it's like I was just saying earlier, I'm like, before I got on the podcast, I'm like, Jesus, some days I don't understand why you even still care about me. You know, why you even still accept me? Why you even still love me? Why you even still want to talk to me? I'll, you know, I'm disgusting. You know, I'm not capable of doing nothing. I've proven through my life that I fail. I've proven through my life that I have the, I don't have the capabilities. I've proven in my life that I'm not clutch. I'm proving through my life that I am nothing. I'm proving through my life that I dropped the ball. I'm proving through the life that I'm just a, a filthy rag, wretched man just who sins. And, and you know, I'm, I just, I'm proving that. And you still choose to want to talk to me. You still, your Holy Spirit still want to conversate with me when I'm be like, Jesus, why would you want to conversate with me right now? You know, I don't get it. But also, I don't let, because I don't get it, I don't let that stop me from trusting in you. I don't let my failures stop me from trusting in you. And it, it's hard. It is hard trusting in the Lord when you live it in the flesh. You know? It just, it's like the scripture, like I said, Romans 8, 1. You know, there's therefore no combination in Christ Jesus who went out to the flesh, but out to the spirit, you know? And... I'm keeping honest. I'm gonna be in the spirit, and I be feeling condemned because I'm in the flesh. I be feeling bad. You know, it's like dying. It's like Jesus, man. It's like my flesh just won't freaking completely die. I'm like, man. It's like, dang. What can I do? <laughs> I'm like, man. This one of this freaking flesh just don't want to stay in a casket man and it's so discouraging when you're a ministry leader it's so discouraging when you're a man of god or a woman of god you know because you live with yourself you know one thing one of the biggest things i take uh I, i'm very you know on point is about who i am when no one's looking you know, because I can care less about who I am when people looking, man, because people see what they want to see and we show what we want to show. But it's like when no one looking, that's what I really care about. That's who really, really, that's what really motivate me to be better is in my own private time, you know. And I really care how I am, what I look like when no one's looking because, you know, that's who I'm truly am. I mean. And I'll be t talking to Jesus. I'll be like, man, Lord, you know, I'm a pretty cool guy. You know, I'm, I'm okay. I'm a believer. You know, I'm not out here. I'm not a heathen. You know, I have good character. I have issues still. But it's this flesh, Lord. It's like I hate this flesh. And I know people out here, you listen like, man, I really hate my flesh. It's like, what are we going to do? Well, we got to continue to die to ourselves daily. We got to continue to pick up our cross and follow him, you know. 
Because the reality is like, you know, it's like you die to your flesh, then you got to pick up your cross. The burdens, the things that keep you down and follow Jesus, man. And sometimes it's not about getting there fast. If you got to then, you know, just crawl, hey, so be it. If you got to ask for help, so be it. But one thing I, I do tell myself, even though I, I lack the confidence in myself, even though I lack, you know, certain stuff, you know, I get my tail back up, you know. That's one thing I learned, and that's one thing I, you should learn too as well as we talk about, you know, the flesh, is I get back up. I can't stay down. You know, as much as I don't have confidence in myself, as much as I don't believe in myself, as much as I know I'm a failure, well, I know it's, I know it's come from Jesus. I just, I just can't stay down. You know, I heard this this sermon from a pastor you know, at East Coast Revival, you know, it was about, you know, when you sin, get right back up. Don't stay down. You know, sometimes when we sin, we like to just have a pity party and stay down. And like we stay down for a minute, you know, but it's just like you sin, get right back up. Even even though it sounds like almost hypocritical <laughs> or it's like, well, how you just going to get back up like that never happened? I'd be like, man, you just got to find a way. But. You know, you got to get back up because the reality is you're human. You know, that's still iniquity in you. You was born with it. You know, and Jesus, you know, continue to walk with Jesus and Jesus is going to bring you through a lot. You know, he's, you know you're going to overcome the world. You're going to overcome your flesh eventually. You're going to, you are victorious in the end of the book. Even though you might not feel victorious right now today or this moment, but you are victorious. You are overcomer because you believe in Jesus. You overcome the world by the blood of Lamb or your testimony. That's the reality. You overcome the evil when you overcome all of that, man. You know, you just got to keep going. That's what it's about. You know, I just thank God, you know, that Jesus took the punishment. Because it's when you really feel down and out, you understand the weight of what Jesus did. Even when you feel so disgusted and so busted and so down and so hypocrite, just a hypocrite, just just like, man, like unworthy, just ratchet, this disgusting thing. That's when you really understand the magnitude of what Jesus done. You understand those, what, 36 lashes? Well, 40 lashes, I don't, I don't know how many lashes right now. 26, what, how many is lashes? 39 lashes. Or you you understand, you know, after he getting lashed up, you know, the walk with the, that cross on his back, you know, with no water and no nothing, just pure what's left of strength after getting lashed up and, Walking to Mount Calvary and just getting nailed to a cross and just sitting there and then just get lifted up and just sitting there for hours in the sun naked, you know, and getting mocked and watching the people that you created kill you, you know. It's like 
you hear, you can just think about it, just mentally, like, I created these people and they literally killing me. And you have all power to get down. You have all power to show them, like, okay, this is enough. I've been beat enough. But you stay there, weak, not knowing that's the greatest strength in the world, but to us, weak. And, and you die. What God you know that dies? What God you know that dies for his creation? But, I mean, it's just like, there's days where I just sit back and I'll be like, you know, I, I, I needed those 39, 40 lashes. I needed every bit of that. You know? I needed every step with that cross on your back when you was weak. You know? I needed that. That nail in your left your left wrist. I needed that. I needed that to go through there. I needed every bit of that right nail in your right wrist. I needed every bit of that nail in both of your feet. Jesus, I needed every second of you hanging on that cross. I needed every bit of that. You know, because when I look at myself, when I see this this man, this this guy that people think there's somebody, somebody, but I know I'm no one, you know. When I look at myself in the mirror, man, I try my best not to see myself, but I see myself not be so disgusted. I'm like, Jesus, how how could you of someone like me? I'm probably more, without your grace and mercy, I'm a hypocrite. Without your grace and mercy, man, I'm a, man, I don't know, man, I don't know what the hell, man, I'm on some other stuff, man. And then I look and I remember. I remember what you said. Trust in the Lord and all with all your heart. Lean out of your own understandings and all your ways and knowledge him and he shall direct my paths. You know, I remember Philippians 3.14, I pressed toward to the mark of the prize of the high calling and of Christ Jesus, of God in Christ Jesus. You know, I, I remember those things. I sit back and I, I just meditate on John 15, 16, you know, that what, what it say? You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit. And your fruit shall remain. That's so whoever shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it, give it to you. You know, and I sit back. It's like, and what really bring me to tears with Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, man. For I have, for I know the thoughts I, I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you and a Respected in, I'm like, me, Lord? Don't you see me? Don't you know me? Yeah, Tay, you. I don't get it. But I don't want to get it sometimes. I'm like, whatever it takes, Lord. I'm just going to believe in you and trust in you. You know? Because I'm not going to trust in myself. That's the last thing I'm going to do. It don't matter what. What goes on? I'm not trusting in myself. I'm not. 
because I cannot stand myself. I'm no hero. You know, I'm not a man of God based on what I have done. I'm a man of God based on what the Lord told me who I am. That's just how it is. That's the only reason why I call myself a man of God, because he called me a man of God. You know, I didn't give myself this anointing. He gave me this anointing. Lord knows I dropped the ball in everything I've ever done. But it seemed like when it comes to the Lord and doing his work, it seemed like I, I'm so successful because he gave me the success. And I know where it came from. That's why I'm not taking it. That's why I can't, I can't put my name on something. That's why I can't put my face on something. That's why I can't just take over and just say, this is my flock. This is me. This is me. I can't do it. It's like, there's no way because what I have done, when I look at myself, when I have put my hands on something, I destroyed it. When I walked, I, I walked straight into evil. My tongue, oh my goodness, the things that I say. <laughs> Man, everything I've done. It's, it's easy for me to say, you know, Tay, you know, the Lord can have that one. <laughs> I don't want no glory. I don't deserve nothing, and, and I get that. But, you know, this is, um, this is a, you know, intro to we talking about denying yourself in the flesh. You know, could the flesh make you make you feel a certain way, make you feel like you ain't worthy? And the reality is in the flesh, you're not. That's how the print hustle for this. I see God. But also what gives me so much. Truth and value is that the fact that Jesus died for me. That's why I love. That that's why I can give. I can smile. Because he knew. He saw me. He knew what I was about. He knew what I was going to do. He knew what I was going to continue to do when I find him. And that's why I love him so much. That's why I, I I'm so sold out to the idea of Jesus. That's why I don't need to see him, his face, for me to be so in love with that man. Because I I see the man that I am every day. And I'd be like, ain't no way, ain't no way I would have picked this man to do anything. Ain't no way I picked this man to be a pastor. Ain't no way I picked this man to be a man of God. Ain't no way I picked this man to be loved. Ain't no way I picked this man to be a husband. Ain't no way I picked this man to be a father. Ain't no way I picked this man to be a friend. Ain't no way I picked this man to do anything. I would not pick this man. I would not pick Tate for nothing. I wouldn't pick, I wouldn't pick me if I was the last man on earth. But Jesus picked me. You know, First Thessalonians five twenty four. Faith is he that call you, and he call you, and who will also do it? Because Jesus picked me, when I want to pick myself. So, you know, the days where I feel condemned, the days I feel like no return, or my flesh take over, or my old man starting to rise. You know, I just. <sighs> I just keep my trust in the Lord. You know, I trust in the Lord with all my heart. And I lean out on my own understandings. And all my ways I not seem to direct my past. Because my own understanding is to quit and run in my closet. To quit and run away. I can't tell how many times I ran away as a kid. I can't tell you how many times I ran away as a husband. I ain't get too far. Because I got responsibilities. But I can't tell you how many times I ran away as a man of God in training or coming up 
in Bible school or, or anyway, I just run away. Because I thought run away, you know, like run away from myself. But Jesus was right there. <laughs> like, I'm still here to tell you. So if you out here and you, you think your situation or things you are done, especially in the flesh, and you think there's no return, you think you can't come back, well, the reality is you probably can't come back with man, and that's the truth. Man is, man is not merciful. I'm going to keep honest. Not every man merciful. Not every man give you grace. Not every man will love you. Not every man will forgive you. Depending on what you have done, depending on what box you are, you know, you send in and labeled you in, probably no return with man, but with God. I promise you. He see you. And he love you. And he's there. So this is just an introduction. God bless.